Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Dynasty Dogs. We always appreciate you tuning in to the new kids on the block for the always entertaining and sometimes wild takes we're bringing. Don't forget to like and subscribe below and keep a lookout for us on IG and Twitter at Dynasty Dogs FF, all one word, for daily updates and content. Also, make sure you go to underdog.com and use our code DynastyDog to get a free $25 on top of your $10 deposit. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dynasty Dogs with Nick, John, and Khan. Hope everybody's doing well and had a great week. We hope you enjoyed last week's episode. We have some fun stuff planned ahead. Nick and I go head-to-head in our bout on Lance versus Fields today, so that should get pretty interesting. Hopefully, we got a a good one for you there. Uh, Khan and I actually got in a pretty heated back and forth on the Steelers offense, and if Big Ben is uh, potentially a top 12 redraft quarterback, so that should be pretty interesting. And then we go over our dogs of the week. This is going to be something new for us, and it'll obviously be something we implement uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, We made it, boys. We're here. Football is finally here. And I think the most exciting thing for us to announce is our partnership with Underdog. Um, We are really, really pumped about it. Um, Please show them some love. Jump on their site. um, Check them out. They have a really, really awesome format. If you're into best ball at all, which I know Nick is like the biggest degenerate in the entire world. He's probably done about 600 of those the last like 12 hours. So (laughs) definitely check them out. We actually, if you use a dynasty dog, you get a free $25 on top of your $10 deposit. Um, So please be sure to show them some love on social media, follow them, check them out. Like I said, really, really awesome format. Um, and we'll go ahead and share our pickums at the end of the episode. Um, outside of that, how you guys doing? Doing great. Um, happy that in about 30, what, 36 hours, we're going to be playing. I'll be, we're going to be watching a football on our TV. Yeah. The Cowboys didn't get the crap beat out of them. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. Them, bro. Something like that. So, <laughs> um, you know, no Zach Martin, hoping, hoping that division rival start off 0-1 this season. Oh, yeah. Sorry to hate, but not sorry. <laughs> Don't right, be sorry. It's all right yeah we're, we're giants fans we already said it <laughs> what's up with you nick yeah just uh very much ready for the season to start i can't wait for thursday night it's gonna be awesome just to watch it's gonna be a high scoring game i mean that's what i'm gonna take from what i yeah, think you think so fantasy asset from those two teams put them in your lineup and watch fireworks bro there's yeah. a lot of um of fantasy like brady dak Zeke, Ronald Jones, um, Cooper, CD, Michael Gallup, and then AB, Evans, Chris Godwin. That's you know, someone's got Uncle Lenny in their lineups. <laughs> yeah, for sure. In, in like My a, boy Joey has him in like every league. Yeah, he's always waiting for Uncle bro. Lenny to take. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. That, <laughs> it's Khan's favorite running back in the world right there. Oh, my God. If you guys don't know the joke, I hate Leonard Fournette. He is the hardest yeah. player to move in any league. I've been trying to move him for months in one league. Everyone's like, I don't want him. I don't want him. I'm trying You're to add Joey him. to your league. He'll buy him. I promise. <laughs> right, I'll hit him up. Oh, it's awesome. Well, great guys. Um, so first off, uh, Nick and I, we promised last time we chatted, we would talk a little Lance versus fields. Um, I know he's his QB one fields is my QB one. I think I'm right. He thinks he's right. So um, let's go ahead and give the case for it. I mean, why Lance over fields, Nick? Well, I want to start off. Neither of us dislike the other quarterback. It's Fact. not like we're dogging on them. Yeah. I love Fields. He likes Lance. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was looking into some things. The Niners, per PFF, have the ninth overall O-line, which is very helpful, especially for a rookie quarterback, to be able to take some time 
go through his reads. Um, the Bears O-line is ranked 28th. That yeah. is not something you want for a rookie quarterback. You know, I mean, you saw in the preseason, he got demolished. I don't remember who hit him because I think it was like a second string guy, but he got yeah. absolutely his helmet fell off. I was scared. I was like, damn. So, yeah, that is my one of the main points I would make. Also, having better targets around the, uh, the offense. I, th- I mean, I know you don't like Mooney. I do. I do like Mooney and I do like A Rob. So, <laughs> I think you he does like have Mooney. solid targets. <laughs> but another thing about his targets is Cole Komet. And Jimmy Grandpa cannot block. <laughs> so the O-line can't block. The tight ends can't block. The Niners O-line can block. And George Kittle is one of the best blocking tight ends in the league. Yep. So, you know, I also have, um, yeah, basically the system is going to help Lance use his legs more through Shanahan. I mean, I do think fields will run, but I think Lance has a much higher rushing uh, floor and ceiling. But uh, yeah, those are my points. And what are your points about fields? Yeah, that's fair, man. And, and I think we've talked about it um, numerous times. I've told you I've I've really swung heavily on Lance and why I feel him going to the 49ers was probably the best situation. And it's a match made in heaven because Shanahan has the ability to un- really unlock any player. You know, I mean, I think he has, I wouldn't say the highest ceiling of the class, but it's definitely up there, right? I mean, his floor is a little sketchy for me just because, at the end of the day, what did he play like 12 games? And then I think he had one game last year and then opted out for the rest of the season. So it's like that experience is, is what worries me with, with Justin Fields, 2019, he played 14 games. The kid had, you know, over 3,200 yards and 41 touchdowns, you know, versus three interceptions. Like that's, that's pretty insane, right? Like those numbers are just ridiculous. And then, you know, his senior year or junior year, I apologize. So last year played eight games, he had 2,100 yards in eight games. Yards per attempt was basically the same as the year before 9.3. And he had a 22 to six touchdown to interception ratio, which I mean, that's pretty freaking good. Now his, his skill set for me transcends to the NFL again, because a lot of people would say that he rushes out of the pocket too quickly. I think when you watched him play in the preseason, like he was a little flustered in some of those games, right? There was a few times where you're like, oh man, Fields isn't looking great. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, he's seeing the field. He's he's keeping his eyes down the field. He's he's rolling out, but at the same time, he's still looking for his guy. And we talked about it last time, Con, that throw to Komet in the end zone where there was two defenders draped all yeah. over him. Like it was a pinpoint pass. So I, I just feel he actually has um more of a so one of the conversations i had with somebody the other day really interesting they were talking about how trey lance needs to learn to take something off of his ball he has an insane arm like he throws the ball so hard players are dropping the ball i think that that can be taught so i'm not going to say that it's like something that's going to hold him back forever but at the same time i feel fields has such a beautiful throw like his touch on a ball is like that pass like it was it was a dart but at the same time it was just like he just lofted yeah. it right. You watch it, and it was just—it was gorgeous. So you know, I know I think, what you mean. Yeah. Bro, like, do you remember? Um, I think it's two years ago. There was a game between the Seahawks and the Rams, and Russell Wilson threw like yep the fastest lob pass I've ever seen in my life. It just life. dropped like a the little moon like, ball. That's yeah. what they called yeah, it all yeah. year. You know the, the the one to Lockie. You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I, dude, he yeah. does it all the time. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That, that's like that. That was one of the throws where I was like. Oh, that's actually crazy! Like yeah, the fact that the fact that insane. you just threw, the fact that you threw the ball there in the way that you did, in the window that you did it with, like 
And it's <laughs> the confidence, awesome. right? And like that's yeah. my thing about about Justin Fields is he's played more games. So like there's obviously that experience there. Now we're talking long term. So like obviously, like this year, if Justin Fields starts and, and Lance doesn't play to the last like five or six games, well, obviously Fields is gonna be better this year because he's gonna have more opportunity to play. But I think long term. They both are, are rushing quarterbacks, right? So they both have that Konami code, but I, I just like field ceiling better. And I, I feel like he has a safer floor um, for me. Um, I, I think in that offense, he's attached to Allen Robinson. I would say Allen Robinson over Brandon Ayuk or any wide receiver in that offense. Cole Command, I'm, I'm not a truther, so I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be anything close to um, George Kittle. I, I think he's, you know, the best tight end in football when it comes to like an all around player. We're not talking fantasy wise. I mean, Darren Waller's my tight end one right now. I think he's usurped both Kittle and I think he'll, he'll overtake Kelsey too, you know, based off of age. And I mean, his target share is absurd. And I, I think, you know, he's going to have just a ridiculous number of, of targets um, in that, in that offense too. But anyway, not to get off topic. I just, I just like field ceiling higher. Um, as you guys can see, like, I mean, there, there's good points on both sides. So we're not going to sit here and argue for an hour about why one guy's better than the other. I, I just think that we both have our convictions on it and there's an argument for both sides, you know, and I, I think you can do that with the Trevor Lawrence, um, I know people would try to do it with a Zach Wilson. I don't think you can. <laughs> I don't think there's really other than, oh my God, he, he's so talented. Like, okay, cool. He played second and third stringers. Like, let's see him do it for eight games and start the season. Tony Romo would make that argument. Tony, Tony Romo, Romo is yeah. very high on him. And that's very yeah. interesting. And he sounds no, sexy while he did it too. <laughs> he is. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, you can make the argument for any guy. So I think that's our back and forth there. Um, I like it, Nikki. I respect one you on thing. your argument. Yeah. Go. I got one thing. So what you said about the zip that he's got, that's yeah. very reminiscent of Cam. Like when Cam came in, dude was throwing like hundred mile an hour fastballs. Yeah. And like yeah. people were dropping it, like except for Kelvin Benjamin, I guess, because he had the body weight to hold on. <laughs> He was eating enough biscuits for it, yeah. <laughs> but Lance, he does have a little bit of like a, a – he doesn't have the perfect spiral, but Peyton Manning didn't. Like, And he's got an arm. He's got a cannon. Yeah, that one 80-yard touchdown to Sherfield, who – Yeah. Sleeper. Go pick him up on your waivers. I've already done it in my league, so you're good. I checked today, um, actually. I saw you had him in like two leagues. I was like, this <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, both great quarterbacks. Yeah. We'll see who's right. I'm excited. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an awesome argument because at the end of the day, like, I hope we're both right, and I hope they both are superstars. Um, so, yeah. Me too. Um, Con, you want to jump in there at all, or you just you just kind of a spectator on this one? Yeah, I mean, like you guys, I think I had a – I'm pretty sure I had Field as my QB2 and Lance as my QB3. Mm-hmm. And like you said at the start of the segment, it's not even like a, oh, how can uh, how can you put Lance over Fields? It's, it's so, so subjective because the skill sets, you know – both guys have big arms and they run well, and they're in an offense with a clear uh, with clear weapons that can help them out. And they have, you know, uh, I mean, I just referenced it with the uh, with being good runners, but you know, Konami code and strong arms and all this and all that. So they're they're two elite prospects. So I hate to to put one over the other, even though I'm about to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? So, um, I for for right now I would have Fields over Lance. Okay. And that that can easily change, you know. Um just I'm a little bit weary just because of the history of one year college quarterbacks. I know Lance yeah. came in and he played I'm pretty sure he played really well in that first game he played this year. That's why he opted out because you know he felt that he had nothing else to prove. But 
just you know, it's hard for me to argue against the pedigree that Fields carries with him from being he being ranked over Trevor Lawrence coming out of high school. Yep. You know, carrying that weight with him, proving that he's just a stud at Ohio State. Um, I, I'd lean just just a tad, just a hair on the uh, on the field side. Okay. Yeah, I love it, man. And like I said, you know, Nikki, you bring a good argument, and I and I I, I respect where you're at with the kid because I, I do think that Lance has has upside. And again, it's just it's the floor that scares me, but it's the ceiling that excites me. So we'll see what he does. Um, moving along, Con and I, like I said, we had a real spirited conversation about it, and I don't <laughs> think I don't think like. I know Khan knows where he's coming from and like he has a legitimate reason for it. So like I really did want to talk about this because I thought it was a very good conversation. But where we went was we were talking about Ben Roethlisberger this year and those weapons. And I, and I think where the conversation started was you were talking about obviously not being as high on Najee yeah. and and, you and know, that's why he was fading Deontay. Yes. And you were talking about fading Deontay and you also spoke on Claypool and you said, you know, I think long term, I love him this year. Mm-hmm. Not a huge fan. And you're 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 text that got my heart racing a little bit was that Ben Roethlisberger was washed up. And so I did a little bit of digging and I'm going to give you an opportunity to speak. So just let me, let me get my part out. So last season, he was the QB 13. The guy threw for 608 passes in 15 games. Right. So that's a lot of fucking throws, right? Like that's, that's, that's like up there with like Matt Ryan and like all these guys. So excuse my language guys. But that's that's a lot of throws. So if you look at that coming off of an elbow surgery, they have an offense that is going to throw the ball a lot. Now, you had last year Deontay Johnson, they had 140 targets. Claypool as a rookie had like 109. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Juju had 102 or three. You know, he was over 100. All those guys are going to have 100 targets this year. Najee Harris could very realistically have over 80 targets this year because there's going to be a ton of check downs. Cause last season we saw the yards per attempt for a guy like Deontay Johnson was like six and a half. It was ridiculous because they had no running game. So he was having to dump the ball off quickly on those slants. So my argument was that Ben Roethlisberger is very realistically in the argument to be a top 12 redraft quarterback. Khan said, I would take, 17 guys over him and then he listed 12 so <laughs> so I, w- I would uh, like to discuss this because i think it's an interesting topic all right so do you want me to kick it off right now yeah, yeah go ahead because people are all hating right. on big ben so you're not alone on this argument bro all right i got you so i'm just gonna get like the clear dudes out of the way right yeah so kyler mahomes alan lamar jackson that's four yep now Three. brady dak aaron Rodgers, russell wilson that's eight Okay. Agree over there? Yeah. So then um, I have Herbert over him for sure. So that would be nine for me. Do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Herbert, I can. Yeah. I think it's fair. I yeah, I think I think the only thing with him is I'm a little worried. It's a new system and second year, you know, could there be a little bit of a, a regression? But I, I'm not going to argue it because I, I, I do agree Herbert's a stud. So go ahead. Yeah. All right. So then what, what I'm looking at then is for the – 10, 11, 12 spot, we have Big Ben, right? Jalen Hurts, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, Danny Dimes, your boy you just wrote about. I did. Um, and, you know, among others, Sam Donald, but Sam Donald's not going to be a top 12 guy. Did you mention <laughs> Stafford? I did not mention Stafford. Thank you. I love Stafford. him as a top 10 this year. Yeah. So my, my bet or not not really my bet but my my thought process is 
the 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 chances or the likelihood for me that Big Ben makes the the top twelve or the top fifteen or most of those guys is is just slim because I think their drafting of Najee shows they want to run the ball more. I think they saw him wear down as this Big Ben, meaning Big Ben wore down as the season gone on, and he had so many pass attempts. I think that combined with uh, his age and his offseason surgery that he had, he just couldn't shoulder that load. And that's a big reason why they went from being what was it like eight and zero, and then they finished the season like ten and six or something like that. Yeah, their their offense just dropped off a cliff, and I agree well, with that. I think they were eleven and zero, and then they went like eleven and five. Yeah, wow, yeah, they really? lost. Yeah, no, bro, they like literally fell off a cliff. But the big the big thing with that offense, if you if you saw like they just there was no creativity because there was no running game. And it's like you said, so they added Najee for that. So I do agree with you from the standpoint that I don't think he's going to throw 650 times, but it's like I said to you over the phone, you got playmakers, you got volume, it's fantasy gold. And I do believe that if all three of those wide receivers are getting over 100 targets, Najee's going to get a, a plethora of targets. You can make the argument that he's going to be in the same conversation. Now, you listed eight quarterbacks, right, after Herbert. And then you had Jalen Hurts, Stafford, that puts us at 10. Ryan Tannehill, that puts us at 11. I think you can argue him in that area where you're like 12, 13, 14, 15. Like maybe he doesn't finish right on the 12 spot, but I think he's in that range where if the volume's there and that offense is clicking and they actually have some creativity because there's a run game, you know, dude, I mean, he hits Najee on a, on a little two yard route. He could take that 60 yards. Guess what? Big Ben gets 60 yards. You know what I mean? Like those are points he's going to receive. So, you know, that, that's kind of my argument for it. I mean, do, do you feel like he's going to throw, you know, 400 times? I mean, you think there's going to be that much regression? I don't I don't know specifically like the regression that I put him at, but between the Steelers being whatever we want to call it, a top three defense or, you know, whatnot, yeah. um, drafting Najee, um, and you know he obviously has great receivers over there. We we uh you guys love Deontay, love Claypool. I love Claypool as a dynasty asset. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking to trade um, for him right now. Yeah, so it's with the, like I said with that defense with them wanting to run the ball. I can't put him over Kirk Cousins. Bad defense. J- uh, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook over there as a receiving option. It's hard for me to do that. Then with Matt Ryan, another bad defense. With Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, me and Nick Sleeper, Russell Gage. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Hashtag bad players don't draft them. Go ahead. Oh my God! So, <laughs> so then I I can't put I can't put him over those two guys. Stafford yeah. over there in L.A. with uh, losing Cam Akers, they're gonna throw the ball naturally, even and throw the ball more naturally, even if it's just you know twenty or thirty pass attempts over the season. That's nearly a full game of throwing. Mm-hmm. So it'll add up, and he's just in, you know, in a more explosive offense, in my opinion, better play caller. Yeah. Tannehill there with Julio, with, um, I forget, A.J. Brown, with Anthony Ferguson, who I thought was a pretty decent tight end, you know, as just a number three option, playing off of those two stud receivers. Jalen yeah. Hurts, who's going to be running the crap out of the ball. I do love Hurts. Yeah, I, I'm a big I'm a big Hurts guy. Yeah. And then you get into, like, now – if you add in uh, those nine guys I said before, now you add now you add in Jalen Jalen Hurts, Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins. Now we're at thirteen. I mean, yeah. yeah, thirteen. Then you add Stafford. We're at fourteen. Now we get into guys like Derek Carr, Joe Burrow. You know, Derek Carr, I wouldn't put over Big Ben, but no. Joe Burrow, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to not put him over Big Ben. He's I, a, I think. Better, 
I, I agree with you there. And I'm sorry to cut you off. I, I just okay. was going to say the only the only one I'm arguing where you're at right now is Cousins. I think that you can make the argument Big Ben and Cousins could rival each other for that spot. I, I do think Joe Burrow is going to be a stud this year. I think, you know, we joke about, I forget his name, Bean, um, guy from Twitter we all follow. Um, he's big on Joe Burrow. What's his name, Con? Oh, DF Bean Counter. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drew, you know, no Drew, one's high yeah. enough on Joe. You're too low on Joe Burrow. And like, yeah. I agree. Like, I think he's going to have a great year. So, yeah, I agree with where you're at so far. I, I do think that he will rival Cousins for like that 13, 14 spot. So, I just think he's kind of in there. And the way you made it sound, you're like, oh, this guy's going to be like the 27th quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to be low, low. So, that that's where I was kind of like, damn, bro, you're that low on this guy? <laughs> like, with those play my well, well, all right. So, so, let me keep going a little bit. So, then... We have Carson Wentz. I think between, you know, Fitzpatrick, Wentz, Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, Big Ben, that's more of his area, which is going to end up being like the the 16 to 21-ish range. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you're if you're giving me the, uh, the option to choose between the upside of Wentz with Pittman and Paris Campbell and Frank Reich over there with JT, you know, helping him move the ball down the field. Trevor Lawrence with LaVisca, DJ Shark, Marvin Jones, uh, J-Rob, et cetera, et cetera. Then you give me Fitzpatrick, who has Gibson, who has um, – I'm blanking out right now. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Baker Mayfield, who has – Don't you dare hype up that journey, man. <laughs> Don't you do that. Bro, I'm not hyping him up as a good player. I'm hyping him up as a good fantasy option. There's a difference, Johnny. Come on. That's fair. So, That's fair. So then Baker, who has Odell, who I hope stays healthy because I have him in so many leagues. <laughs> um, with Jarvis, with Donovan Peoples Jones, who I love coming out of college and has been making some waves this offseason. Yeah, and yeah. also Baker has Harrison Bryant, Austin Hooper, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I see the 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 argument that Ben has a super high floor because of his playmakers, but I can go down the line here and say that for a lot of quarterbacks, I can mm. say that Joe Burrow has maybe the best wide receiver trio after Dallas in the league. It's like, up there. After Dallas and, uh, and Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to somebody about that today and they call me crazy. And I'm like, dude, like they have a really good wide receiver. Like Chase is going to get it together. Like he's one yeah. of the better prospects we've seen in, in a long time at wide receiver. So I, I 100% agree with you on that. And even our boy, Daniel Jones, you know, Daniel Jones, for the people who don't Danny know, Dimes. he he was the fastest quarterback in the league last year. Yes, over Lamar Jackson. What's his name? Tell him his name. It's Vanilla Vic, baby. <laughs> don't worry yeah. about him tripping. Like, you know. <laughs> Listen, you got to trip before you can run, right? <laughs> I've never heard that one before. It's all right, I remember baby, being at the stumbled. bar and I was sick. So, I was sick at the bar. Nick's like, I, I got to take another my drink freaking right jersey away. off. <laughs> I ordered another drink right away. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Against freaking Philly. We scored on the next play, though, so it's all yeah. good. So so then, you know, like, with all those guys, all those guys who have playmakers, all those guys who I think are present-day better throwers of the football, you know, Ben is obviously going to have way more knowledge than at the line of scrimmage, that second defense is all that stuff. But from on yeah. talent, from being able to run the ball, like I said with Daniel Jones, with Baker, Burrow, Lawrence, Wentz, these guys can all run the ball more than him. And we, and we just finished up talking about uh, – how the Konami code is so imperative with Fields and Trey Lance. Yeah. I I think that his his ceiling because of his playmakers is being overrated. Although those guys are studs, I don't see him I don't see him being now this is where I'm gonna, you know, make my uh whatever you want to call it, prediction, whatever. 
Um, I don't have him as a top 18 guy. Okay. Because, like, you know, those guys that he's in the conversation with, it's from the, uh, the 16 to 22-ish range, right? Yeah. And from there, there's just a lot of variance between guys getting injured and all that stuff. So I'll say that he's not in my top 18, and I'll put him, you know, I'll slot him in there at 19 for you guys. All right. Nick, let's hear from you. We've been going back and forth for a little bit on this. No, I was letting you do your thing because it was you guys going at it about that. I was kind of like, eh. I mean, I see him easily having potential to, you know, outvalue his ADP because he's going at the end if he's even getting drafted. And, yeah, I mean, it, I see Deontay getting 150 targets. I see Claypool getting in the 120 range. Wait. I see Juju staying around 100. I see Bro. Najee getting... 65 to 70 Yeah, keep targets. going, keep going. No, no, keep going. Yeah. No, yeah, So, I mean, with all those targets, then Fryermuth and Ebron are going to get their red zone touchdowns. Like, I, with the amount he throws, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes 12. It'd be, or like, it's not like I'd bet on it and be like, oh, he's definitely top 12, but it wouldn't shock me because you have all those guys getting all those targets, even if they're shorter passes, which his arm looked pretty good in preseason. So... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, I don't hate on him, but I also don't think it's a safe thing to just assume he's going to be great either. Well, I mean, Nick so, and I were kind of in agreement there. Con, you're shocked by 150 targets. He had 144 last year, right? I yeah. mean, I, I know that he had 144, but, you know, with the addition of Najee, like you said, and the, you know, Juju's coming back, Claypool is going to take a step up, in my opinion. They added Fryermuth. Um, I don't know if I see anything like at 150 is his ceiling, in my opinion, and I'd put his floor around 125, 130. I mean, what I mean, did he, he average? getting the ball a lot? Like in the preseason, he was getting targeted like the alpha. I mean, he is. He is the alpha. Yeah, I know. I know. But people were saying Claypool might take that spot, but I don't I see think, it. I think Claypool is the alpha there. I can see that argument. I know. Maybe I know. when a new QB comes in, but Ben with with Ben there, it's going to be Deontay as the alpha. Well, yeah, I mean, the, he, uh... bro, he averaged he averaged almost ten targets per game. He was at like nine point six per game. So yeah. I mean, that's well, well. You know what I should throw in there is he did have one hundred forty four while um like leaving a bunch of games early. So maybe even it would have been around like one sixty ish. Yeah, that's the thing, dude. Like if you look at the numbers, I saw somebody comparing him and Keenan Allen last year, and it was a really interesting tweet, and it really broke down the statistics of what Keenan Allen did and what Deontay Johnson did. I think Deontay Johnson left like three games early. Remember he got pulled from that one freaking yeah, the game. Drops. Yeah. Oh my God. I was in the playoffs and like, literally I was down by like a half a point and they pulled him. And I was like screaming at Tomlin. I think I still lost by like 0. 0.1. Um, Anyway, wasn't sorry. that the night where they had to play on like a Tuesday or Dude, a Wednesday? I, yeah, it yes. was. All I know was is I was COVID. sick. I was literally like crying the entire time. I'm like, this dude is going to lose me a game. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. But no, I, I think Deontay Johnson definitely could see that type of volume. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think it's outlandish at all. Yeah. Well, I'm glad Nick agrees with me. So, Khan, you are wrong. Um, we we just <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. <laughs> now that was good, man. I really appreciate you bringing some like real stuff to that. I, I feel like that's a really good argument, and I think it's well, fair. Well, let to, me talk about say. let me talk about uh, Najee with Nick real quick because um, yeah, go ahead. When when we were texting, my my thing with him was taking Najee over guys like a Mixon over a uh, maybe like a JT potentially something like that. That 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 I really disagree with. Um. Just because I've taken him over Mixon actively, like in the second round, that, um, it's that, not. It's not. 
I like mixing, okay? I know you do. I know. Like, I'm not so saying I'm not like get that. On you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see a guy like Najee, he's going to get a lot of work. He's going to get the goal line work. He's going to get targets. He's going to get, I mean, you saw what he did. He took that screen like 58 yards or something. Like he has that talent to do that. And if you give a guy like that, say what, 270 touches, what are you going to get? You're going to get a lot of fantasy points. And he's very talented to like easily be able to finish. Yeah, from a from a talent perspective, I think I think I don't know if you just if you uh, agree with me, but I think it's fairly, you know, it's fair to say that he and Mixon are pretty even. I don't know if you. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, I think they're very close in ADP too. So I've been taking him like yeah. if I'm near the wheel, if I'm at like the tenth pick or the maybe even the ninth pick if he falls there, like I'll take him coming back and I'll have pair him with my stud RB one, and then I have him as an RB two. And there's almost no way that he doesn't finish top 12 with that volume. So you're basically getting yourself a second RB1. I think for me, like, the way that I would have to have it play out is in, like, a uh, 12-man league. Maybe I take, like, who would it be? Maybe someone well, like only, a, we only do twelve man leagues here. Yeah, yeah, of course. I don't. Uh, that's pretty much the standard. You well, hear my fourteen and sixteens got canned, so. <laughs> well, I've never experimented with that, but we don't do ten or eight team leagues. <laughs> no, um. So, like, let's say I have an Aaron Jones or an Austin Eckler, right? Like, if if Najee falls to me, or I'm maybe a uh, a two seven or a two six, and Mixon's off the board. Um, who else was that? I said JT's off the board. Get uh, Antonio Gibson's off the board. I'll take Najee over there and I'll take the flyer on just the overall volume because, like I said with Ben, I mean, not like I said, but because of Ben, I'm lower on this offense because of his uh, because his arm's aging. He obviously fell off a cliff last year. So I just – the the offense kind of makes me weary, which is why I was down on Deontay. Even though I love Claypool, I think he's supremely talented. I'm, I'm just uneasy on the offense. And when I can take someone like a Mixon who – you know, his his defense is really bad. Steelers' defense is great. So they're not going to have to – Najee's not going to get as many targets as Mixon. You know, stuff like that. I, I just feel like Najee's floor, even though he's getting a ton of work, it's it's not as high as we make it seem. Like, guaranteed top 12, I don't know about that. I mean, I just don't see where he finished outside of that. Like, okay, so, for example, in my redraft last week, I was going to take Eckler at the 2-2. I was at the 111. I got Aaron Jones there, which I think was a great value. I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And Who went then ahead Austin, of him? Can I ask? Who went ahead yeah. of him? Who went ahead of uh, Aaron Jones over there? So it went McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, Tyreek. He got, he accidentally took the wrong person in his queue, but he said it was cool because like, <laughs> he thought the draft started an hour later. And then Kamara, Saquon, Taylor, Zeke, wow, Chubb. Really- I don't, Chubb went at the nine, which I didn't agree with, and then Kelsey, and then I got Jones. Wow, okay. And then Adams went on the first turn, and then the guy got Eckler. So I took Najee over Gibson, which I I didn't really have a problem with, to be honest. I really don't. I wouldn't fight you too much on Najee over Gibson. Like at the end of I the day, I struggle with that in some in some drafts. Yeah, I, I just went I Najee. I I said I. Yeah, that's your guy, bro. So I, I can't really fault player. you for that. I've been um, choosing Gibson, but I, I like like you said, I can't fault it because they both their situations are pretty awesome. And Najee, I mean, he just yeah, he's just set for a crazy workload. <laughs> and I'm not as worried about McKissick as most people I see. Like I'm not either yeah. crying about him, but. No, I mean, Najee has zero competition. And McKissick is a skilled receiving back, so 
it's a little different there. He is going to get some work, but I think Gibson will get more than people think. But I still want Najee over him. Yeah. Still would. So let's transition a little bit. Um, first of off, well, dogs of the week, but I want to jump in. There was a beef settled tonight, and I want to say, Khan, you were unblocked on Twitter by the great mage, and <laughs> I think a friendship is forming. One of our great listeners, thanks for paying attention to us, man. We really appreciate the support. So I wanted to give you a shout-out, Khan. You know, let's squash the beef, man. Are we yeah. all good? Look, look, look. I, I know with with mage and, you know, who um you know the rest of rest of uh, the buddies on there on twitter i know that i get really passionate about my team <laughs> I, <laughs> my my team building um how do i say my team building ideas or philosophies regarding yeah. taking saquon yeah um but at the it's end of the love. day at the end of the day you know i just want this team to be good man just as much as you guys do I'm sorry if I if I was emotional last couple of years. You know, I just turned 20, so hopefully I'm turning over a new leaf. Yeah, he's a kid. Oh, you yeah. yeah, you guys, these guys are young, man. You, you guys are still learning next year. I know, bro. <laughs> well, he's Greek. I mean, I don't think it, it's matted over over there. You guys probably, oh, you know, bro. throw back a couple of glasses of wine, some tequila. Bro, first time I got offered a cigarette, I was in Greece and I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> This guy. No wonder you sound like you're freaking 40 years old with the raspy voice over here. Uh, so, I love it. Beefs just yeah. settled. See, look, all that's love, why fantasy's so good. Yeah, all of um Johnny just told me that before we hopped on to record. So I'll I'll uh, tell him to send me your ad because I can't type it into the search bar yet. <laughs> I tried. I tried to go and follow you, but it just popped up. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell Johnny to send it over and I'm I'm throwing a follow again. I miss him. I haven't talked to him in like a year. See, look at it. Fantasy football is good for everything. Well, great. We'll move on to our last segment, everybody. We got dogs of the week. Um, this is gonna be a fun little segment for us. Just each week we want to give everybody a few people that we feel are great starts. Um, guys that we feel are gonna have an opportunity to explode for you. Maybe you know, we might give you some high floor guys. Um, obviously this week is, is the first week of the NFL season. I think Khan and I actually are going off the same game. Um, but let me let Nick jump in and, and go ahead and give his, um, dog of the week. Yeah. So my dog of the week this week is Russell Gage. They're going up against the porous Eagles defense that I could go put up a catch at least against. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I like Russell Gage overall this year. I mean, yes, Kyle Pitts is there, and he's going to get targets. But it's Julio just a two-man game. So Offense is 11 players, targets. right, Nick? So huh? I said it's not just a two-man game. Offenses have 11 players on there. So Russell Gage is Exactly. Look, targets. we were just talking about Big Ben having, like, four people that could have over 70 targets. Yeah. Like, I think Russell Gage can easily get over 100 120, maybe. I'd say 120. Ooh, pushing I'd, it, pushing it. I'd feel oh. safe there. I'd feel safe there. I was going to say 100. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, nausea. Give me agita. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is the Eagles. I think he's going to come out with a statement game. He finished off the season strong last year. Game didn't count for fantasy, but he had nine receptions on 11 yards and a touchdown. I mean, those are great numbers, and yeah. it was against Tampa Bay, who was resting their starters, but I could definitely see about eight targets, maybe a touchdown in there, and maybe like 90 yards again. So, yeah, I think he's a great play in your flex this week. Johnny, what about you? 
So I, I know we talked about it earlier, and I'm, I'm going to say Mike Evans for sure, but I, I saw that Justin Jefferson is going to be playing against Eli Apple on Sunday. Oh, and like, no. yeah, bro, they signed Eli Apple, and that's who he's going to be playing against. I mean, bro, that's like the smash of the century. Like, he legit could put up like 300 yards week one. Like, oh, he's going to make Eli Apple twerk. Well, he's going <laughs> to... He's going to make the guy retire, man. I mean, yeah, I, I legit. So, I mean, obviously, Justin Jefferson, no one's not starting him this week. So, like, yeah. obviously start Justin Jefferson. But, yeah, Mike Evans against a not a great secondary for Dallas. I, I think they went out and, and added some pieces. I, I haven't followed the Cowboys super intently, so I apologize. I know they have digs. Um, and I don't know who their other guy is on the other side, but I, I just don't feel that, you know, they're going to really be able to compare to a Mike Evans, especially when you're having to lock up Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin. We've talked about it. That offense is loaded. I, I think OJ Howard is, is back full. And then Doesn't you have Cameron Brake. Cameron Brake, Gronk. I mean, there's just so many pieces. And Tom Brady is 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 a, a stud at spreading the ball around and, and forcing you to focus on each player. Scotty Miller, um, Tyler Johnson. I know they drafted um, um, Jalen Darden. Yes. Yep. Yes, so, I mean, they, they just have a lot of mouths they can feed, and, and Mike Evans is going to consistently abuse whoever he's playing against. So, that's my Keyshawn start of the Vaughn. week. Keyshawn oh, my God. Is he, is he still on the roster? Yeah, he yes. is, I think. I thought he got cut, or is he a practice squad? Or? I, I think, I he's, think a, he's on there. Yeah. Dude, yeah. God bless anyone listening to this show that got a first-round pick for that kid last year. I mean, you should – at least, hopefully, you took them out to dinner before. I mean, because that is just <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> I mean, dude, people were I, I tweeted every day. Keyshawn Vaughn is not a thing. And one yeah. day I noticed he blocked me. And then oh, I yeah, felt yeah. at first I felt bad. Then I was like, he searched this and he saw <laughs> that I said he's not a thing. I was like, man, this is <laughs> I take this way too seriously. <laughs> Eric Flowers blocked me a few years back, actually. It wasn't oh. your tweet. He blocked me better than he does the the players in the NFL or something like I that. I said if he if he blocked as well on Sundays as he did on Twitter, we'd have a nice left tackle. <laughs> That's actually bro. Great. You know, um, during that season, everybody was spelling Eric as E and then W R E C K, like E wreck. Oh, like yeah, he, yeah, like he's <laughs> a wreck. It's, it's horrible, bro. He blocked so many people. Oh my. Anyway, all right. So Johnny, I'm glad that you stuck with your um your Mike Evans thing, even though you threw in Justin Jefferson because yeah. I I didn't want to double up in the same game. So I I wanted to give two guys who you know were probably drafted mid mid to late in uh in dynasty startups. Um, maybe you had a redraft and you picked these guys before their backfield mates got hurt. So I just wanted to give a vote of confidence to Gus Edwards and James Robinson. James Robinson is playing the Houston Texans and Gus Edwards is playing the Las Vegas Raiders. Absolute smash both games. You know, the, the Jaguars might not be up the whole game on the Texans, but probably be a pretty even game because both teams aren't really that good. But James Robinson is awesome. As we said before, early in this podcast, I believe. And, um, Gus Edwards is going to have the lead the entire game, probably, against the Raiders. And he'll get a lot of carries, even though he's probably going to split a little bit with Tyson Williams and um, who they signed today, Le'Veon Bell, and who else? To the practice squad, which I thought was... Like, yeah, that was odd, roster. but then I think I think I was reading something else that said he'll, he'll eventually sign to the active roster. Oh, of course. Yeah. He wouldn't yeah. have accepted it to just join the practice yeah, squad. Yeah, I think it's Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, you know, Le'Veon Bell probably isn't going to be active this game. I don't think he's probably probably not. 
I'm assuming they're trying to let someone get cut and pass through waivers and sign it to the practice squad and then swap them. That makes sense. So, yeah, Yeah. James Robinson, Gus Edwards. Um, If you're in a dynasty league and Gus Edwards has, like, a top 10 week and somebody gives you a first first plus – you know, I I'd hate to uh to Please part. Take that. Yeah, you know, even <laughs> though even though you're, you might be a contender and you hate to part with him, you know, just as he's starting to pop off, a first is going to be so so much so much safer. You know, who knows? Maybe that team turns to garbage and you get Brees Hall. Like, who knows what happens? I take would take it first. first, but I'm very high on Gus. I want to talk about that next time, next week's episode. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Right. Uh, um, those are our dogs of the week. Real quick, um, do have a question actually. Uh, the mage wanted to know: Are there any running back committees that concern us outside of Javante, Melvin Gordon, Mostert, Sermon? Are there any specific, you know, backfields that you're kind of avoiding? You're nervous about overall that you know, just in that general, you're not concern us like that. I'm worried about. Yeah, like you're like I'm avoiding it, or I'm just okay. not drafting them. Yeah, any, if anybody I was not drafting, um, Mike. Oh my God, Mike, Mike Davis, Davis. Mike Davis. I'm sorry, yeah. I couldn't even think of his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was not ever drafting him, and I don't. I think Wayne Gallman's a more talented. Wayne Gallman is better. I agree with you. Wayne Gallman is better. I think Wayne Gallman is a very good value right now. Like, or just go to your waivers and yeah. pick him up because I was never high on Mike Davis to begin with, and now if you were high on him, I'm sorry because <laughs> Wayne Gallman did very pretty well. I mean, we're all Giants fans. We all got like a. We all watched him every week, unlike other people who aren't Giants fans. But yeah, <laughs> we were uh, subjected be, to watching Wayne Gallman every single week. Yeah, yeah, I would be worried if I was Mike Davis fan. That's all I'm saying. What about yeah. you guys? Um, and he averaged 4.6 yards per carry last year. It's pretty serviceable, very serviceable. I mean, that's and, pretty and damn good, man. Mike Davis, let it be known as a pandemic merchant. You know. People, people. <laughs> Dude, I love that. Oh, I'm going to start using that for everything. That's the funniest when people talk about, you know, how Jamal Murray went crazy in the NBA bubble. And yeah. they're like, oh, you know, COVID merchant. Like, that that phrase is so hilarious. Pandemic merchant. Um, I love that. <laughs> um, I, I totally agree with Mike Davis, bro. You know, yeah. he's going in the fifth round. That's absolutely atrocious. It makes me, it makes me want to barf. But yeah. um, I'm avoiding the Rams backfield. And I used to be a Daryl Henderson truther, so this sucks. But. You know, wherever he's going in drafts, it's probably too early. Um, I I don't even look at him when I'm drafting if he's on the unless it's like double digit round. Him and Sony Michelle just cancel each other out. I don't care. That that's gonna be a passing offense in my opinion. Um, who knows? They might even bring a third guy in just because you know nobody's a clear cut you know better running back. So I'm completely avoiding the Rams backfield. Yeah, that was actually one that I felt the same about. Um, I think for me, I just can't touch the um, Arizona Cardinals. And we actually oh, yeah. spoke about this prior to the call, um, yeah. Con, and, and I think, Nick, you and I have had it. I, here's what it is for me, right? Like, you made a great point before the pod, so I'm taking this from you as an example. But is if it it's the Rondell one? Yeah, if, if, it's, yeah. if it's first and 15, would you rather give a three-yard, four-yard run to a guy like Chase Edmonds or throw a screen off of a handoff to Rondell Moore, who's 
way more explosive and he's going to get you seven, eight, nine yards. Like, so I, I don't trust Edmonds to be really that guy. I think Rondell is going to get some handoffs. He's going to have a lot more design plays. Everyone knows I'm the resident Rondell truther. So I will hype him up any chance I get, but I, I don't trust Chase Edmonds to be the guy and James Connor. I mean, he just can't stay healthy and, and I don't think he's going to steal that role. Um, it, it's just an offense that I'm just not touching a running back in. Um, so I think that would be one for me that, you know, if you had to pick a guy, I think James Conner makes more sense because he will get the goal line work. Yeah. You know, if he is healthy, I do see him being a guy that's going to get utilized because he does catch passes as well. And, um, you know, he can block and, and kind of, you know, take over that three down role. But Chase Edmonds is a guy that they seem to like to get involved too. So it's just, I, I don't trust it enough. And, and you just don't really know what's going to happen. I also loved Dino Benjamin last year who didn't get to play. Yeah. So you just don't know, like maybe he starts getting utilized a little bit. They want to use a little bit of a running back committee and rotate three, four guys. Just not a, not an offense that I'm, I'm touching at all for, for multiple reasons. And I, I, you know, I think we kind of covered those. I don't know if you guys have anything to add to that. That's mine. Yeah. What I was going to say is in uh, in redraft leagues, especially um, if, if you're on the board and need a running back and like uh, James Conner, AJ Dillon, Ronald Jones, Sonny Michelle are there. First of all, smash Ronald Jones because Leonard Fournette yeah. is not mm-hmm. good. Yes, um, Ronald Jones is gonna break out. <laughs> and then, not he kind of did though. Last year. Yeah, he kind of did. Um, and then if Ronald Jones is not there, then smash James Conner because I know the injury concerns are always gonna be there for him. But the fact of the matter is, you don't win fantasy leagues unless you take on risk in your roster and then it hits. So yes. if James Conner hits. You're getting the goal line back in an explosive offense. You're going to get a guy who, you know, if it's needed, Kyle Murray can throw him the ball just to get out of a tight space. Um, and like I said, explosive offense, he's going to be able to have, you know, light boxes, be able to chunk to get like five, six, seven, eight yard chunk plays. And I think when healthy, he's just overall a better player than Chase Edmonds. I don't know where you guys stand on that. Um, yeah, I agree. No, Chase yeah. Ed- yeah, with Chase Edmonds. So much of his work, you know, even when he played the Giants uh, like two years ago or something like that, so much of his work is short passing game. And with the talent like Rondell there, you know, I don't have to say this for people to to understand it and be like, oh, this guy showed me something. Rondell Moore is better than Chase Evans. We can all just say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So if it comes down to it, you know, maybe Cliff Kingsbury is stupid and he doesn't do this, but he should be scheming up plays for Rondale and not Chase Edmonds. So I don't like Chase Edmonds. If Connor's there late enough, I'm taking Connor because I like his upside. That's yeah. where I stand on it. No, I, no, like I agree. It. It's the only one I've touched. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, you know, I think it kind of wraps us up. We went a little ways. Um, Nick and I, well, Johnny, some- we also, we do have our picks. We made pickums on a underdog. I was just about to reference them. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So you want to go first with yours? That's fine. Yeah. So um, for me, I got the under on Ezekiel Elliott on 82 and a half rushing yards plus receiving yards. I think without Zach Martin and against a top um, rush defense, Zeke will struggle. Um, It'll force Dak to throw more. So I took the over on Dak at 22.75 fantasy points and Amari Cooper. Yeah, I just I mean, that's a smash Um, Cooper at five and a half receptions. Again, kind of a smash for me. The two I went for the Bucks was 63 and a half rushing yards plus receiving yards for Ronald Jones. Dallas Cowboys are kind of known for having a bad rushing defense. I don't know. They did a whole lot for that defensive line. I know their linebacking core, obviously they added some strong pieces with Parsons. And um, I forget the guy they took out of the, I think it was the second or third round, but I, the I, guy I, from LSU, Jabril Cox. Yes. Cox. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if he's starting. I don't, again, I don't follow them deeply enough, but I, I really like that. And then Tom Brady, 23 and a half 
fantasy points. I mean, that's a smash for me too. So um, those are pretty much all overs except for the Zeke on the under. I felt that was a, you know, a nice little um, pick and uh, yeah, Nikki, what do you yeah, got? I like those picks there. Yeah. So my picks, I had a few of the same. Um, I have Amari Cooper over five and a half receptions. I think, you know, it is a good defense he's going against, but he's going to get a lot of targets from Dak. So mm-hmm. I think he can come down with six catches. Yeah. Uh, I have Antonio Brown over 55 and a half points. I've been talking him up all off season. So. 55 and a half yards. <laughs> yeah. So over 55 and a half yards. You yeah, said, you said points. points. I was like, bro, if he gets oh. 55 and a half points, it's a nope. wrap. <laughs> My bad. Um, Imagine what is that? Like 15 catches. Then he has 40 more points to go. So then he'd have like 220 uh, yards and three touchdowns. That's insane. Yeah, that would be crazy. That would be cool. <laughs> Nick but, would be so validated from his offseason love for AB. Uh, you wouldn't hear the end of it. <laughs> yeah, he said that on purpose. He knew what he was doing. He yeah, said that on purpose. Did. If it happens, he'd be like, I told you guys. Yeah. And, and then I have Dak over 22.75 fantasy points and Brady over 23.5. So I have all overs. Yeah, and I'm liking it. So I know I think Con might make some picks tonight and post them on the page. Yeah, I'm gonna, Dynasty Dogs FF. Yeah, yep, I'm gonna so be active on out. there. Um, and I wanted to ask just for you know people who might be curious, is there any CD Lamb? Um, you know, over unders? Any? It was Gallo? like yes, hold there on, was. Let me check it real quick. Something in the 60s for over yards. It yes. is. Hold CD on. was definitely on there. It was. 69 and a half receiving yards over or under i for C- for CD? stayed away from it because i yeah i love cd yeah i feel like that line's right around where he's gonna finish um I, if i remember correctly i think sean murphy bunting is their slot corner and i think he's pretty good he is um i remember seeing him in the super bowl uh and i was like damn this guy's kind of good mm-hmm. so i don't know i might i might i might pick the uh, the under there for cd Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll have that posted for everybody later. Again, thanks for joining us tonight. We always have probably more fun talking about stuff than you all do listening, but we appreciate everybody that takes the time to tune in and have some fun with us. Um, Again, thank you so much for partnering with us. Uh, Dynasty uh, Underdogs. Again, that's uh, Dynasty Dog. You submit $10, you'll get $25 free. It's it's kind of a no-brainer, so definitely go and check them out. Um, otherwise, we'll check y'all out soon, and, and hopefully you enjoy my Daniel Jones article dropping here in a few minutes. Con really also put out a very good article last night. He did, yes. He, it was all redraft. Um, yeah, it is redraft. So, you know, if you guys are listening to this, let's say um, – would it be? It would be Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. Check it out. I don't know if you have any last minute redrafts, but you know, the season starts to Thursday, so it's running out of time to uh, to get into any redrafts. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's a good article. Um, he really goes in depth. Again, thank you everybody for tuning in, and until next time, Dynasty Dogs out. Enjoy football. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, everybody, and thanks again for joining us for another episode of Dynasty Dogs. As always, we appreciate you taking the time to listen. We always have fun. Make sure you come back and join us again next time. And please remember to be on the lookout for us on IG and Twitter at Dynasty Dogs FF, all one word for daily updates and content. This is Johnny P, Nick and Khan. We'll see you next time.